a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The desert and the parched land will exult. The steppe will rejoice and bloom. They will bloom with abundant flowers and rejoice with joyful song. The glory of Lebanon will be given to them, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the hands that are feeble. Make firm the knees that are weak. Say to those whose hearts are frightened, be strong, fear not, here is your God. He comes with vindication, with divine recompense, he comes to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, the ears of the deaf be cleared. Then will the lame leap like a stag, then the tongue of the mute will sing. Those whom the Lord has ransomed will return and enter Zion singing, crowned with everlasting joy. They will meet with joy and gladness. Sorrow and mourning will flee. The word of the Lord. faith forever, secures justice for the oppressed, gives food to the hungry, the Lord sets captives free. sight to the blind. The Lord raises up those who are brought down. The Lord loves the just. The Lord protects strangers. Lord, come and save. and the widow he sustains, but the way of the wicked he thwarts. The Lord shall reign forever, your God, O Zion, through all generations.
a reading from the letter of St. James. Be patient, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains. You too must be patient. Make your hearts firm because the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not complain, brothers and sisters, about one another, that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing before the gates. Take as an example of hardship and patience, brothers and sisters, the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When John the Baptist heard in person of the works of Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question Are you the one who is to come? Or should we look for another? Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you have heard, what you hear and see. The blind regain their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. As they were going off, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out to the desert to see? A reed swaying in the wind? Then what did you go out to see? Someone, clothed in fine, someone dressed in fine clothing? Those who wear fine clothing are in royal palaces. Then why did you go out 
to see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is one about whom it is written. Behold, I am sending a messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way before you. Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in my kingdom of heaven are greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. I wish to give a warm welcome to anyone who might be visiting the cathedral today. Thank you for coming and joining us in the celebration of Holy Mass. My dear brothers and sisters, the opening lines of our first reading from the prophet Isaiah sometimes bespeak these sentiments of our heart. The desert and the parched land will exult. And are there not times when we might feel like a desert or a parched land? Does that not sometimes describe the sentiments of our heart? Especially when we might be facing a serious illness on, on our part or the part of one our, of our loved ones or some other hardship in life. My dear brothers and sisters, as you know, every year I, I send everyone in the diocese a letter in, in, inviting them to send me prayer requests. And Many of those prayer requests are for people, either the person uh, himself or herself who's sending in the card or loved ones who are experiencing a serious illness or some other kind of hardship in their life. And whenever this befalls us, don't we feel like a desert or a parched land, longing for refreshment. My dear brothers and sisters, let us continue to reflect on the meaning of the Mass, this Holy Mass. And one of the means by which the Lord refreshes us when we feel like a desert or a parched land. So far in this little series on the Mass that I've been preaching, we have reflected on 
the meaning and the significance of the entrance procession. We've reflected on the meaning of the entrance antiphon or the entrance hymn. We've reflected upon the beauty of the veneration of the altar and the kissing of the altar and, and how all of these things help us to, to, you know, to deepen our, our faith in following the Lord Jesus. And, and after this, we come to something that might be very commonplace in our Christian life, the sign of the cross. And so at that point in the Mass, the priest begins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And this simple sign, my brothers and sisters, is for us a means of refreshment, especially at the beginning of the Mass, in those times when we feel like a desert or a parched land. We make the sign of the cross so many times in our life that that it's so easy for us just to go through the motions of this gesture and not think of all of the things that can be pulled out of it. Because the cross of Jesus is not, is it not at the center of our faith, this death and resurrection of Jesus? Is not the cross of Jesus a, a primary symbol in our faith? And so we sign ourselves reminding us of our faith in the cross and we invoke the Blessed Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to whom we are joined through the cross of Jesus, the working of the Holy Spirit. And we begin this gesture by, by touching our forehead. And in the ancient world, people were sealed on the forehead to show to whom they belonged. And in a particular case, this was, this was in the sense of slavery. They were literally branded on the forehead to show to whom they belonged. And scripture uses this image of the mark on the forehead in reference to baptism, confirmation, where we're not branded as slaves, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are sealed and belong to Jesus Christ. We belong to the cross of Jesus. We are sealed, we are united to him, not as a slave. but as spouses, as one who loves us and offered himself to us, and we belong to him in this way. And we begin this sign of the cross by touching our forehead, where in a certain sense we are sealed and united to Jesus. Jesus. 
And whenever we might be facing some difficulties or trials in our life where we feel like a desert or a parched land, we know that Jesus is the one who offered himself for us. So when we make this sign of the cross, we also take upon ourselves the crosses of our daily life. As the Lord says, if you wish to be my, be my disciples, take up your cross each day and follow me. And we pledge to do this when we make the sign of the cross. We are embracing the cross. All of these hardships we endure in life we are uniting with the cross of Jesus. So that we do not bear them alone. They are united to him and the gift of his love for us. My dear brothers and sisters, at the beginning of the Mass, we, we, we make this sign of the cross as we remind ourselves to whom we belong. And as we embrace the crosses of our life to be offered to the Lord Jesus. This helps remind us of what participating in the Holy Mass is all about. It's about making an offering of ourselves to Jesus, who so offered himself to us. And not only can we offer ourselves to the Lord, we can offer all those who are near and dear to us. So as we, we make the sign of the cross and we remind ourselves to whom we belong, and, and we remind ourselves that we take up our cross each day and follow him, we offer these sufferings to the Lord, and let's do it not only for ourselves, but think about someone in your life who maybe has wandered away from their faith. Think about someone in your life who might be enduring hardship. Think about someone in your life who really needs the outpouring of God's love and, and offer your sufferings to the Lord for them just as Jesus so much offered himself to us. And how significant it is for us if we think about this at the very beginning of Mass and we put all of our trials, all of our concerns, all of our loved ones on this very altar and we offer them to Jesus. 
Because on this altar, bread and wine are changed into the body and blood of Christ, that one sacrifice of Christ is made present again. The cross of Jesus is here. And he offers himself to us. How could we not be refreshed when we feel like a desert or a parched land, when we offer our sufferings to the Lord Jesus and he gives us himself and the gift of infinite love? What more could we want or hope for? How could we not be glad and exult because of what Jesus does for us? My dear brothers and sisters, every aspect of the Mass has has such rich and deep meaning, and we could keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And let us not let just simple gestures pass us by. For Jesus was born and came into the world for the sake of the cross to die for our salvation. and to unite us to himself. We belong to him. We are his. And as he gives us from this very altar the most precious gift of himself, the desert, in the parched land will exult. <laughs>